Hi, welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast for the week of August 30th, 2010. I'm Chris Bevelo. I'm back. I'm a trip. Welcome back. Thank you. Good to be back. President of Interval, healthcare marketing agency, putting on the podcast. Joined by Jackie. Adam. Jackie, Damn it. <laughs> you go first. Adam Meyer, creative director at Interval, and Jackie Rotaco, account coordinator at Interval. Were you waiting for an introduction at that time? I don't know why yeah. I said Adam first. I went alphabetical today. I thought. <laughs> I guess so. I thought I always got to go first now, but it's no longer the case. We probably should just set that in stone. I know. Let's so from that, now on, so that we don't spend five minutes like giggling over yeah, this. Yeah, we, we think we're so humorous. <laughs> oh, we know we tricked you today. <laughs> yeah, so I'm back. You guys did great last time. I did notice, however, how short short the podcast was, which made me feel like it was short. Crap. It was actually short. <laughs> I think when we recorded it, it was about a half hour long. But then once I took out all the uh, ums and uh, all the gaps from when I would normally <laughs> bloviate. Yeah, that was about ten minutes. <laughs> So we can we can safely say now we can measure that my amount of hot air in a podcast is roughly ten minutes. I think that's fair. <laughs> yes. Yeah, is that fair? Mm-hmm. All right. There's no hot air with Adam and I. Yeah, there was hot air where I was at. We were just talking about that. I was in the Black Hills with my kids. 107. Brutal. Steamy. Yeah, but it was Brutal. beautiful. It was <laughs> it was beautiful. What's that? I don't know. Oh, just an English brutal. No, it's, there is an oh, ad for that. Powers. Brutal. What is it? Brutal Legends. Wasn't that a game? Oh, while yeah, back? yeah. And with Jack that's Black. One, some guy said brutal. Brutal! <laughs> nice. So, sorry. I My think British. we should force Adam to do an entire podcast using an English dialect. <laughs> or not. No? All right. Well, this is going to be a seasonal themed show. Almost everything we're going to talk about is related to this time of year. So, this is, for example, the Shushmid time of year, right? I mm-hmm. suppose it is. It is. In September, huh? The Shushman kind of varies. It, sometimes it's been in October, but this year it's in fairly, I mean, early September. It's in like two weeks, yeah. Is it two weeks? Jeez. September 11th? Three weekend. weeks. Two weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. yeah. Now, roughly. Okay. So, yeah, we're all going this year. We skipped last year, but we went in 2008, San Francisco. Good times. Good times. That was a blast. Mm-hmm. And I think this is going to be a fun year because everybody under the sun appears to be going. Nice. Well, when it's centrally located, it's a little less travel time for people on either coast. Right. Well, more for people who are on the East Coast, obviously, or well, West Coast, I should say. Right. That could be a draw. Yeah. But, but, but three hours from almost anywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. Great location for anything yeah. like that. Yeah. So what are you guys looking forward to? How many have you been to just one, you guys? Two? Mm-hmm. Uh, just one. One? What did you like last time? Uh, just, I, I think meeting, meeting a lot of people was probably the best part. I mean, yeah. the, the breakout sessions are, are great. Um, but just, just mm-hmm. meeting new people, I think, is the... The networking's fun, yeah. yeah. It is. And if there's well. th- as many people going as say are going... It's going to be even, I mean, there's a lot of people going that I've, I know, I feel like I know, but I've never met personally. Right. So I, I will probably spend more time in the lounge and the bar than in the breakout sessions okay. <laughs> or the pool. <laughs> I can't go to the pool. It's not one of those Chicago in September. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. 
Yeah, I can get hot in Chicago. It's not like a Las Vegas or a Phoenix or no. an Orlando bit. But still. Which I think is a good thing. I don't like it when there's a nice hot pool there or a hot temperature in a cool <laughs> pool. It's way too tempting. A nice hot pool. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah. That's too tempting. I don't need that temptation. Mm-hmm. You'd be inside learning, networking. That's true. It's all about learning and networking. It is. You can network in the pool. will be had. We should try to figure I've out. I've networked how to in get... a lot of pools, trust me. What's that? I've networked in many pools. Yeah. That's more information <laughs> than any of us needed. Well, it should be a good time. So if folks are going, they should let us know. I'm sure we'll be tweeting and Facebooking and LinkedIn-ing. Is that what you do? What is it? You LinkedIn-ing? LinkedIn-ing? LinkedIn. Abraham LinkedIn. I LinkedIn. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll be connecting with people, making sure we can maybe have a big party or something at the bar. At the mini bar in your room? No, not the mini <laughs> bar in my room. No. Uh, no. It's for another day, everyone. <laughs> that's, that's for another podcast. Yeah. Okay. So let's, uh, let's also talk about back to school time. Which Aww. you guys don't really have to deal with now, do you? It still depresses me. A few me. more years. Back to school depresses you. It really depends. I used to love back to school time. Even, you know, growing up, college. Really? Because it's exciting. There's stuff going on. Yeah. There's change. I like there's, that. It means there's the always, over. Yeah, well, and then there's the, str- the, no, the stress of knowing that schoolwork is going to happen again. Although right. I think I always took like a summer class or two. So it was kind of like I never really had a break from classes altogether. Which is actually kind of, I, don't, I think that's a good idea. Because you don't, I mean. It's not or it is. It is, I think, yeah. to take a class or two over the summer. Just because you never, you, right. you're still relaxed. Because one, one class is not right. that big of a load. You know, it's not that tough to handle. And the fall isn't such a shock to your system. Right. Well, right. there's actually, there's a cover story on time, <laughs> I would say two or three issues ago, about that very thing. And there's a lot of research that says that there's a huge drop off when, when you have summer break, as long as we have in this country. That kids take two months, three months to get back up to a place yeah, where they're learning yeah. at the highest capacity, mm-hmm. and it and it's costing the country. It's costing our kids competitively with other places where they don't have that. Sure. So the article was wasn't necessarily saying we should have year round schooling. It was saying there should be more of what you're talking about, right. where there is some kind of use of the mind over the summer so that it's engaged, <laughs> and when you start school again, you're doesn't take you as long to ramp up. Right. Right. I'm very fearful I mean, for my sense. kids who have not used well, one. And a lot of those facilities, <laughs> a lot of those facilities, just sit empty too for three or four months until they're put yeah. back into use. It's kind of a waste. Yes, but we're here for healthcare marketing. Yeah, it turns out. <laughs> so it turns out that there's back to school sales at your local hospital. Who knew? <laughs> Actually, I think I knew about this a little bit, but it became a little more prominent recently. There was a story in uh, the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Uh, the reporter, that Chen Mei-Yi, who does a fantastic job, I think, because she's one of the few mainstream media folk that I know of that follow healthcare as a business, and you see it in consumer publications. Mm-hmm. So you might see it in the Wall Street Journal, for sure, but uh, she does a great job. So the story was called uh, The New Back to School Sale, uh, she actually called me for some quotes in here, but here's the, here's the lead just to kind of set this up for years. Retailers have latched onto the back to school season as a major selling opportunity for clothing, shoes, and backpacks during those few weeks in August. Now some clinics are getting the same idea. Minute clinic and target clinics are advertising steep discounts for sports physicals. 
Park Nicollet Clinics is sending out direct mailers uh, featuring uh, the one they they talk about features a boy who's kind of dressed as a geeky superhero, you know, with a towel. Like, you go to the pool, you tie the towel behind your right. back, whatever. It says, even superheroes need checkups. Uh, and, a, and Fairview's Clinic in Egan, which is a suburb of the Twin Cities, hosted a kindergarten roundup offering well-child visits for kids heading into the new school year. So the story was... Uh, broadly about this idea of targeting consumers kind of with the back-to-school immunization and sports physicals, mm-hmm. uh, but also specifically about how Minute Clinic and some of the other retail clinics are ramping this up. Right. So I think there's a couple things to talk about there. Uh, at a broad level, I think this speaks to that, you know, our mantra of Joe Public doesn't care about your hospital. I mean, that's the biggest challenge our clientele face is that right. overall people don't really – think about hospitals they don't think about healthcare until they actually need it so it's mm-hmm. very difficult to connect with them to build your brand build awareness and all that but here's an opportunity uh where it is appropriate it is relevant right because they do need something you know as a hospital that they need something and so you can go out there and promote it and you're more likely to theoretically connect with people right seems to make sense right mm-hmm. great idea it is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it. It's a great idea. I think once you start digging into it, you start <clears> thinking, you know, when I, I think of my situation with my three kids, um, you know, you need immunizations at certain points. So when they enter kindergarten, right. my son's going to junior high, he needs them again. Not that he needs new ones, but you have to prove. So if right. you don't have one, right. you have to go back and get them. Uh, and you don't need physicals other than starting off in kindergarten, but sports physicals. But I don't think I would uh, take my kids – anywhere other than their primary care provider, which for us is a place called Southdale Pediatrics. I would not go to Target Clinic. I would not go to another provider to get some shots or to get, certainly not to get a physical. I mean, A lot of people would, though. Why? Why would you go somewhere other than where all your care is handled? I don't know. I mean, maybe if insurance is an issue. I mean, a place like Minute Clinic is... Yes, no. A lot a of people well, utilize those places. They're, they're advertising for like twenty nine bucks. Well, exactly for a sports physical. But doesn't that make you go? The hell are you doing for twenty nine dollars? I mean, that seems like it's just you know, caught, turn your head and cough, and here's your right. But it's know. just something you kind of need to get done. So for a sports physical, yeah, <clears throat> right, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think it depends on how you look at that kind of. If you're looking at it as extraordinarily inconvenient to need to go to the clinic with your kids versus I'm going to target anyway to get some other stuff. So this is just another 20 minutes out of that trip and it's more convenient to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's one thing if it's, if it's a quick in and out type of uh, physical, for example, right. um, Or immunizations. uh, It's another thing if it's, you know, unknown where you're going in to have something, you know, some symptoms popped up and now you need to go in for a long time or, I don't know. There, to me, there's a difference. So I could see how people would use me something. heal you long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could see how how uh, how people could could see the two as a as a difference. You know, those quick yeah. in and out things. I think I think you'll come to find Adam now that you have you are with child. That's not the right. That's not the right phrase. <laughs> Let's that hope was a miracle. miracle. <laughs> you know, the toughest thing with immunizations just to take that is freaking keeping track of them. Remembering what, you know, uh, with three kids and all the different ones and they change, keeping track of them is very difficult. And you usually have this, you know, silly wallet card. Now there's obviously online tools. I've got them all on my phone here from yeah. 
front of the guy. So you can actually. keep tra- you can keep track of them now a lot easier than you used to be able to. But that's what would scare me even from going somewhere else. Is I I would think if I went to Minute Clinic and got this done in a year, my primary care doc won't know. Mm-hmm. They'll ask, "Have you got it done?" I'll have to remember it was at Minute Clinic, and it's just. It, it, it can become unwieldy. I think the sports physical, my kids haven't had to have sports physicals yet. And I don't understand what that entails. Yeah, I don't I'm know assuming either. it's a little more of a baseline physical. Because if if you can get it done at Target Clinic, it seriously must be, yeah, you can breathe. Yeah, your, your heart beats okay. You can play football. Right. Uh, but there's a great quote in here, I think, uh, from someone at... Park Nicollet, so that's a system here in the Twin Cities. It's not really comparing apples to apples since we don't do standalone sports physicals, said spokesman Jeremiah Witten. For the safety of our patients, we believe that a sports physical should be part of a high-quality, comprehensive clinical health evaluation. So he's trying to say, look, you shouldn't take something as serious as a physical two-minute clinic. It's one thing to go there for a strep test uh, or, you know, flu shot even, yeah. but a physical, the whole point of a physical is to make sure you're healthy. And if you find something to figure out what to do about it. So maybe there, I don't know if they're really, I don't know whether he's right. If it's a full on physical, I would say absolutely. He's right. Sports physical. I just don't know. Well, I think yeah, it depends. I, I mean, it, I, we'd have to compare the two. I mean, if they're doing the exact same thing, if it's a qualified professional doing the exact right. same thing in either spot, then I see absolutely no reason to go Yep. To not go to Target for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. He's, you know, the the, the uh, spokesman here is trying to make it seem like it's, it is more comprehensive and, and blah, blah, blah. And I think his argument is also uh, what a lot of people say about healthcare, which is needs to be integrated so that you're, you know, people are following you consistently. And if it's scattered, you're missing opportunities to improve health. There's cost inefficiencies. The problem with that is we all want it scattered because we want the choice of doing what we think is best. So right. it's that balance. And I, we probably should find out more about sport physical. I don't think it's, it's definitely not a full physical. Right. Obviously. Right. I mean, it sounds like for parents, it's just like a means to an end to just kind of get it they over have to with have and it. get it. That's done. where the convenience comes in. They, you know, right. little Johnny can't show up for practice without it. So yeah, I'm at target. And if this gets me through and this is official right. and coach says good or school says good, then just get it done. They may not yeah. even consider it as a health you know, checkup, they may consider it as a bureaucratic thing. They just have to ha- get done. Exactly. Uh, and if I can get it done at Target, if that's the mindset, then that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So anyway, just wonder how that works in other markets. The, the article talks about how Target's been offering sports physicals uh, for two years. Uh, so it's it's relatively new, but just interesting to see how that grows. Yeah, Definitely. But I think it's a it's a like you said, Jackie, kind of smart strategy mm-hmm. to hit people, to hit them where they are. Right. Right. That's the whole baseball kind of mantra: hit them where they ain't. But market, you want to hit them where they are. Mm-hmm. I could <laughs> so see that. Can be that. That's our theme of our podcast: hit them where they are. Hit them where they ain't. <laughs> not hit them when they're ain't. That's, that's <laughs> where <not> they're ain't. <laughs> that's not very efficient marketing. <laughs> Come on. Okay, one more serious marketing topic, and then we can get to something that fine. It's not serious at all. Jackie's insisting we have a non-serious topic. We have a good one. I think it's serious. It causes me anxiety. Well, it's all about you. It's all about me, of course. <laughs> all right, so I spoke at the Executive Marketing Guild of the Twin Cities yesterday, which is a group of uh, executive marketers from all walks of business 
great group. There was, I don't know, oh. maybe a couple dozen people there uh, really engaged. And I was talking about marketing measurement because that was one thing I thought I could translate from my world, which is healthcare to any business, right? Mm-hmm. And there was, a, there was a guy there. His name is Don Berthamu. I'm totally slaughtering his name. Sorry, Don. Uh, pretty sharp guy. Uh, seems like most of his experience was in consumer packaging, so things like General Mills. Very sophisticated marketing environments right, there. Right, right, right. Uh, but he said he had a real interest in the healthcare industry. Uh, I'm afraid a little bit that I scared him away <laughs> from that because I talked honestly about our world and how the level of sophistication isn't there, leadership, physicians, you know, all the stuff we always rant about. Right. And, you know, he was, he was kind of aghast when I said maybe 20%, 25% of hospitals measure their marketing on a consistent basis. You know, he made a comment. He said, I don't think there was anything we did in marketing ever that didn't start with how, what is success and how we're going to measure it. Right. Every single time. It was just in our blood. Uh, and I said, well, you know, <laughs> it would be great to have you join us in healthcare, but usually folks like you run out of these situations in about a year with your hair on fire because you can't bear it. <laughs> you can't right. bear it, right? So, but please come on over to healthcare. But we we were talking about ROI with the group and, uh, you know, whether or not you should really use ROI as the ultimate. If you can't measure ROI, you shouldn't do it. And we've talked about that before, so I won't belabor that. Uh, but he kind of made the comment, you know, it really starts with, the upfront conversation of what does success look like? Mm-hmm. And then we started talking about, have you ever been in conversations like that? And, you know, I've been in meetings where the whole point was, let's sit down and talk about what does success look like? What are the objectives of this effort and how are we going to measure it? And had those meetings go over, you know, that's, we're going to get done in an hour. We're stretching it to two hour and we still can't figure it out. Right. Right. So for mm-hmm. example, uh, we want to promote general surgery. Okay, well, what do we want to be at our objective? Well, we want to increase volumes by 10%. Well, which volumes? Well, let's look at payer mix. We want to increase, we want to bring in the people that have the right insurance. Okay, well, which procedures do we want? Well, we have capacity in these procedures, but not these procedures. Mm-hmm. It gets down to a DRG level of we want DRG 462, but not 461. Right. Because we only get paid as much for that, Right. So it, it it gets really sticky. And then how do we measure? Is it contribution margin, which I know this will bore everybody to tears, but the difference between contribution margin and profit margin is significant. Right. And which of those are you counting for each of these surgeries applied to the ROI? So, you know, I think it's interesting to just stop and think about if you're really doing this right, you'll know because you'll be in these painful conversations. Yeah, that's and if true. you're not you're probably not having enough of the conversations, mm-hmm. right? Have you guys been in those before? To a certain level, yeah. <sighs> Think back in your years at, when you were at the, working on the hospital side, Adam. Not many. A couple. But it certainly wasn't a driver of what, what we did. Right. It was... It's something that drove probably... It, it, I can think of a couple of significant efforts in which those conversations took place, but I think 95% of what we did, mm-hmm. no. That's pretty typical. And it's usually people, right. people just don't want to get into that. It's just too, it's not fun, and it's, we got to move, and we don't have time. And It's an afterthought. It's an afterthought, and mm-hmm. the people who are asking us to do this don't even get, care. They just want us to run something. and So it can be tough to move through that, but 
I think that's a, it's kind of a neat indicator. Mm-hmm. If you're having difficult conversations about even identifying what success looks like, you're probably doing the right thing. And if you're not, if you're not having the conversations or they're way too easy, you're probably not digging deep enough. Yeah, that's true. Doesn't mean they all have to be two or three hour, you know. Right. But if you can imagine if you're sitting around a table with uh, the marketing director and the service line director and a physician and a clinic manager and, you know, all the people that have a, a stake in the success of whatever it is you're doing, they're all going to have different viewpoints on what success looks like and how to measure it. So mm-hmm. anyway, I just thought that was kind of a neat insight to, to think about. So there, there's your last serious commentary <laughs> on healthcare marketing. <laughs> now we have to get to something that I think is serious. I think it's called TiVo guilt because <laughs> this is a seasonal podcast, right? So yeah. this is also the time oh, of year, typically when the news TV season starts. Now that has right. changed dramatically. There are shows that start in the summer. HBO does that a lot. A lot of shows don't start till November or even January. They have split seasons. So it's, it's a lot different than it used to be like the whole sweeps deal. I don't even know if that exists anymore. Uh, but it used to be September sweeps. November sweeps, February sweeps, May sweeps. I don't even know if there was a September sweeps. But okay. September used to be the launch, right? Right. Uh, and so TiVo guilt is, if you're not familiar, if you have a TiVo, you record nope. shows. And because it can record so much, you start getting a backlog of your shows. And you literally start getting anxiety about all of the things that you've committed yourself to watching <laughs> but can't get to. And this is not just me. This is a known cultural phenomenon that's been well documented. (laughs) So I used to get TIFO guilt, and my solution for that was I'm going to be very, very strict about what it is I record. And so unless I knew I was going to watch it and follow it, I stopped recording it. And if I got into something and couldn't keep up with it and didn't have that burning desire to watch it, it was done. I stopped recording it. So my fear is that this fall has got some unbelievable shows coming, and I'm going to be screwed that's all you're going to be doing with your life is watching backlog. Well, I know that shows? I'm going to be very busy. I have a huge travel schedule. We're busy with work, working on another book. So where in the hell am I going to get time to watch these shows? Yeah, I wish I had advice for you, but it's so foreign to me because we don't. I've never, we've, I've never had owned a TiVo. Yeah, I haven't either. Wow, you guys. I have gone. Well, I've gone kind of a different right now. route with. <laughs> I've gone a different route with with <laughs> right, television. Right. You know, I, I am of the. I think I'm of a TiVo mindset in that you you are now used to being able to watch what you want to watch when you want to watch. Never, it. never, ever watch anything when it's on. Right. I don't ever. Right. The only thing that I watch when it's on is news, typically, just because it'll. It's when I'm feeding Max, or it's just when mm-hmm. we're just you know my wife's home and not we're home, and we're just like right around ten o'clock or five o'clock. You know, either one of those times, one one of them. But everything else is Hulu, podcasts, things that are kind of on-demand content right. already that I can just watch whenever I want to. Um, but I think one thing is I, there's so much that I could watch. Yeah. yeah. But I don't – I don't know. I guess I don't come down to myself too hard for, for missing things because I know it's there and I know I can get to it eventually yes, if I want it, to. It builds up. <laughs> it builds up till it's untenable. Right now, my TiVo is untenable. I have things like, so first of all, HBO. I live on HBO. HBO, oh. not movies, but their Sunday night television is the best, right? So things like The Sopranos used to be on, 
watch that all the time, things like The Wire. Now it shows that their comedies are not as gripping, so like Entourage and Hung, those are backed up. I'm not going to watch those. Stop watching True Blood because it wasn't compelling anymore. There's a new one coming out called Empire Boardwalk. Looks phenomenal. It's about the mafia back in Prohibition. So right up HBO's alley. Walking Dead. So AMC now is like the new HBO with Mad Men, which I'm watching to catch up and hooked on, with Rubicon, which is a phenomenal like mind bender, a movie quality show. What network is new? What's that? that AMC. Okay. And now they're introducing Adam, you'll love this, Walking Dead, which starts, I think, Halloween night, which is a guy who's, you know, shopping at a grocery store and he gets shot in a robbery. And he wakes up, and the world has been overrun by zombies. Awesome. I know. Zombie apocalypse movies. How can I not watch that? (laughs) Zombie apocalypse movies. Jeez. I will will watch them forever. Why don't you just not get started on any of these? I mean, you literally see that. Because they seem so compelling. Rubicon is unbelievable. It's so smart. Is AMC on Hulu? I have no idea. Okay. Because that's the only way way I'll be able to see some of these, if it's on Hulu (laughs) or if it's on Netflix. Netflix. I was actually a little disappointed because Mad Men is on Netflix, but it's not on instant streaming. Nothing's on instant streaming. You You can watch The Goonies on instant streaming. That's (laughs) about it. Well, there's a lot of like, I love Discovery Channel content, and there's a lot of Discovery Channel stuff on instant streaming. But nothing that's like There's a ton of kids programming on on instant streaming, too. (laughs) Yes, this is true. Um, Though I have to tell you, here's another story that you brought up, instant streaming. Watched Big with my kids. Remember Big? Tom yes. Hanks big? Oh, yeah. Oh, classic. It's great till they drop the F-bomb. There's an F-bomb in the Oh, there's big? an F-bomb. Is it's like, a PG movie. There's like one F-bomb nice. in the whole movie? An F-bomb and an A-hole within 30 seconds. So before I could even get to the remote after the F-bomb, the A-hole comes out. <laughs> Both of which are spoken by the 12-year-old friend of Tom Hanks. Nice. Yeah, nice. Oops. Yeah. Really nice. <laughs> like, PG? Are you kidding me? PG? Movies today that are PG are like Snow White. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I diverted you. I sub-referenced. Did you yeah, let it you go did. or did you stop it and demand it? was too late. I'm watching it. <laughs> I'm streaming it live with my well, kids. Well, yeah, at the same time, though, it's good. Well, I yeah, think it, what can you do? I think it's good to have... Some F-bombs every once in a while for my eight-year-old daughter? <laughs> when you're present. So <laughs> when you're present earth. so that you can be... A, you can say that's a word you don't right. use. It's one thing if it's a oh. movie laden with them. It's one thing if it pops up once throughout the whole movie and you're like... You know that's a, yeah, that's a that word. That's a word. Pulp Fiction. I, it's, it's your I chance got like to say an that's... hour into it. And decided this was too much. <laughs> too much for the kids. Yeah, I mean they were like five and six back then. As but... soon as they got to the ball gag scene, I was like, <laughs> "Kids, time for bed." <laughs> Maybe you should stop Daddy, it. What's that ball? Oh, that's a little too much. Why is that ball in his mouth? Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's a good opportunity to uh, to say you know that's yeah, that's not something I want to hear come out of your mouth. You know, if if you never have that opportunity to say that, then that's also that's that's, that's not good. I suppose. But I didn't expect it from Big. I mean, come on. <laughs> I know. Okay. Sorry, Adam. I sub-referenced <sighs> again on you. You like Netflix. But so the whole point of this is with the difference with Hulu is you don't, you have not, I assume, or any of the online on-demand things, you don't have this cachet that you have personally selected and said, this is important to me. And right. it grows and it grows and it grows. And I look at my TiVo list and I've got uh, five entourages and six hungs and, and five Rubicons and seven Mad Men. And I'm. You know where I do have that though is with podcasts. Because I subscribe to probably 30 podcasts and they'll start to just back, they'll start to backlog. And I know I'm not going to be able to get to them. Right. So I just start 
marking them as read or as watched. And I'm like, all right, or listen to, and I just don't listen to them. Are you sure you want TiVo now, Jackie, after hearing how much pain and anxiety it causes? <laughs> Actually, yes, I do, because I have network television with rabbit ears right now that lose a signal every five seconds. Dude, so. that's awesome. You'll have to get cable. And then I woke up, and it was 1975. That's pretty much <laughs> what I'm like. So whatever, I don't feel any sort Although, of Although I will say, though, even if you do get TiVo um, or if you get, if you get cable of some sort, it's probably in your best interest still to have an HD antenna on your TV because the HD signal you get for, like, the local networks is, from my understanding, superior to what you get to the HD signals you get from your provider. From Cable's cable provider. the worst, and then satellite, and then I think you just get it pure. Over but, the but air? But you have to get a switch. It's a pain in the butt, dude. You, you will. I mean, right now, we only have over-the-air signal and then internet yeah. stuff. So for us, it's... Well, we don't have a switch. I mean, you have the cable input. We have two different inputs, one for the antenna, one for cable, if you want that coming in. Oh, but we have, Well, there's several inputs, Good actually. Good point. Um, but the... Uh, the HD over-the-air signal quality is awesome. It's yeah, beautiful, especially if you have a really nice 1080p TV. And we have one of those LED backlit ones. You're geek you speak lost me. Well, it's one us. of the newer ones. Like LEDs, <laughs> I guess have a have a can provide like better color ratio or better contrast ratios, yeah. deeper darks, like and, a five to two maybe. I'm not. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone switched us off now. They're like. Not, <laughs> who doesn't want a good flat screen TV? Everybody who does. Doesn't? They're like, they're like, oh, LED, huh? Well, I'd be interested to hear what what shows people. I mean, I can tell on Facebook, Mad Men's one of them. I, I gotta get it. I think that's one that I like. See, Glee was another one. Parenthood. But I stopped watching Glee. Parenthood's the only one I got into last year. I think I'd like Mad Men. Mad Men's really good. I just watch. I think I right would now. like Mad Men if I watched it. I'm catching up on three seasons of Mad Men this summer through Netflix. And I'm almost to season three, and I'll be caught up. That's a lot of programming. It Typically is. do it See, at maybe. night. I watch two or three shows, which because there's no commercials, they're like 45 minutes, so maybe hour and a half, two hours, while I'm working or doing something else. Which Netflix plan do you have? We've got the one disc three. at a time. You have the three disc I had to switch time. to three because I'd whip through yeah, one. And I'm yeah. like, damn, it's another three days, so I get another one. Well, that and if you're doing television series, you're going to need... Can you can yes. you hold on to one and send the other two back? Yep. Okay. Yep. So you're gonna you're gonna need that if you want to have movies or anything at the same time, right? Or you just rip it and send it back. It's only like sixteen dollars a month. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. You should never rip it. No, it. I don't rip anything. <laughs> I don't. Again, what good is that? Good. Now I have a library of video to add to my TiVo backlog. <laughs> yes. No. All right, we better end it there. Yeah, I have nothing more to say. About <laughs> Who does? <laughs> All right, for Harrogate Healthcare Marketing, TiVo Bastards, this is Chris Bevelo. Adam Meyer. Jackie Ritacco. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.